Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lacatesico LibroCuberColest. The show is one in which I discuss all the many, way too many, you might say. Although, really, is it too many? No, it's not. Wow, vacillating wildly. All the media I have consumed. Why? Why would I just talk about the media I've consumed for an indeterminate amount of time. Because I could, I suppose, uh, torture the missus by talking to her about the book I just read or all the movies or video games or internets. Just sit her down and say, here, let's talk about these things. But that wouldn't be fun for her, probably. You know, I might say, you know, I, I watched the movie Soul, and she'll say, how was it? And I'll say, yeah, you know, it was pretty good, but uh, I thought I would cry, and I didn't. So, you know, a little, little disappointing. Uh, and then that would be it. So, rather than do that, I do this, so as to torture you instead. Yay? I think uh, I will push a button that will get us started like this. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Time Traveling Drugs, aka Drugs. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie The First Soul. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I already talked about that. From 2020. This is a Disney film. I feel like this one kind of like flew under the radar. <clears throat> like the people who talked of it. Uh, spoke very highly of it. Like, uh, this will fall into the category of, you know what? I feel like I haven't had one of these in a while. Uh, the category of, uh, uh, heard a bunch of people on podcasts talking about favorably and then decided to seek out for myself. So that is just what I've done. Um, and, and maybe that fact was why I went into it with super high expectations that were not maybe met a hundred percent. Uh, just on that note, rating wise, I'll still go. Yeah, I'll go a solid four, four-ish, a four-ish out of five. Um, let me read the IMDA. After landing the gig of a lifetime, a New York jazz pianist suddenly finds himself trapped in a strange land between Earth and the afterlife. Yeah, he dies, basically. Uh, and this explores, uh, this movie explores, uh, is, is this based on anything? <clears throat> This, um, this representation of the afterlife and life and death and birth and, uh, 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 sort of that cycle, is this based on any actual sort of religious uh, beliefs at all? Or is this just totally made up? Uh, which is possible because it is interesting, uh, just sort of on that note, 
uh, if it is not based on something, whoever came up with this is probably doing a lot of drugs. Shit, is Jamie Foxx the voice? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I didn't even realize. Uh, Tina Fey? Huh, I didn't know it was her voice either. Interesting. Normally I'm good with voices. Like I recognized Richard Iowate. Recognized him, for example. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 I think I was expecting and heard from those aforementioned podcasts as well that this is a movie uh, uh, not dissimilar to Up in that uh, you're going to ball your eyes out which never happened so I was looking for a good Sunday Sunday sad movie cry but no Soul did not deliver <clears throat> unfortunately uh, moving on to Slacker from 1990 yeah, where the hell did I hear about? I, I think this falls into the category of movies I saw on a list of some sort of movies. <laughs> Just to keep it really vague. Uh, a day in the life of Austin, Texas, as the camera roams from place to place and provides a brief look at the overeducated, the social misfits, and the outcast and oddballs. The out, uh, looks at the overeducated, the social misfits, the outcast. Yeah, okay, I suppose that makes sense. This is from 1990. Um... And I thought it was going to be something else, I think. Like, uh, what was I picturing? More more like, almost like a documentary. Um, but this is uh, scripted and not that interesting for the most part, I found. Um, yeah, uh, uh, maybe my attention was wandering. I'm not sure. Rating-wise, I think I'm just going to go like a two. Like, uh, it, it really, none of the people talking sort of pulled me in. Uh, uh, the story as a whole, if there is even one, you know, me. Uh, so Slacker from 1990, not my favorite. Um, yeah, not re not really much to say of 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 a movie with a bunch of individual little stories. Uh, it'll do that sort of thing where, um. You'll be watching the story of, say, two people walking and talking, and then in the background, someone else will be uh, doing something, and then we'll sort of pan from the two people to the, the person in the background, and then it's their story for a bit. So, you know, that that's interesting, I suppose, from a film perspective. Sure, why not? Moving on to... Do, 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 do. From 2019, Synchronic. Oh, I think this is also from a, a movie of sort of a, a a movie list. And I think this one was like, geez, shit, we're uh, Synchronic and... Uh, 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 what the hell was the last one? This is a very forgettable one, Slacker. Uh, uh, were they from the same list of like... No, I don't think they would have been. Yeah, this one I feel like was maybe like a, a mind-bending sci-fi, something like that sort of list that I found it on. Uh, two Nor <laughs> Norleans, which is a different way of saying New Orleans or Nolans. Two Nolans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked by a designer drug with bizarre otherworldly effects. Yeah, a classic uh, uh, sci-fi near-future uh, uh, designer drug film, which that could be a category unto itself. Uh, what would be in that? Oh, shit. Is there one with... 
Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, there's other movies that are about th- to this sort of thing. This one was cool, though, because the otherworldly effects was very, very interesting. So, uh, unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, time travel, which I have seen. However, it was location-based, which was fascinating. So, um, picture a room in your house. Okay? Perhaps the one you're in right now listening to this. Um Say you're sitting on that chair over there and you take this drug, you may be uh, thrust back in time to, let's say, 1897. Interesting. Uh, You're there for, I think, seven minutes. Uh, There was some uh, specific time. I forget what it was exactly. It doesn't matter. Uh, And then you return home. Uh, and you know, there's some rules about that. Um, but one of the most interesting things say, instead of sitting on that chair, you go stand by that window over there and take the drug. This time you take it and you're in front in 10,000 BC with a caveman. Oh my. Uh, and, and then you could sort of repeat these processes. So, uh, you go back to the chair again and you take the drug and then you're in 1897 again. So it, it, very interesting, uh, uh, sort of to wrap your mind around that part of it. And then there's some other rules like bringing things with you, bringing things back. And, uh, a lot of it has to do with trying to save someone who apparently took this drug and was lost in time. Uh, it, it was good. Uh, starring, uh, Anthony Mackie, who is, uh, what is he now? He's, uh, he's on that new, very popular, I'm looking for it. The Falcon. Yeah. He's a Falcon. Uh, in Winter Soldier, which, uh, I, I think the reviews for that are good. Uh, whereas, uh, oh shit, what did I just watch? Uh, uh, WandaVision, whereas I watched WandaVision because I had interest in it, especially after hearing all the people sort of say how amazing and interesting it was, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, my desire to watch that is, uh, I don't want to say non-existent, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Those uh, those those characters do not uh, interest so much. No offense to Falcon and Winter Soldier. You don't care what I think, so who cares? Synchronic, on the other hand, uh, he was very good uh, rating wise. Jeez, do I go five? It's I don't know if it's quite a five, but it's near a five. This oh. Okay, uh, let's push another button. Hey, look at this. We're recording a podcast. Moving, grooving, pushing this. (laughs) Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Riku's Gastroenterologist. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, yeah, if you're following along, you will know the last book I read was book number one of the Prism Pentad, which is a Dark Sun novel. Uh, Dark Sun is fantasy plus uh, 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 apocalypse, post-apocalyptic fantasy novels, which, you know, that right there is a pretty fucking cool sentence. Whereas my first two readings of these books... I forget what I gave the first one. I think I gave it like a three. This one, maybe I liked a little bit more because it was a little less on the uh, political intrigue type stuff. Not that it was, you know, overbearing in the first one, but it was present, which just sort of gives me a bit of the yawns. Um, So let me read the uh, Goodreads here. Uh, With a militia of nobles. Was there nobles? With a militia of nobles, Templars, and slaves, uh, Rikus 
R-I-K-U-S. I don't know how you say that. Fantasy names. Uh, <laughs> the Mandorf gladiator who sparked the rebellion that plunged the free city into chaos must save the city from the armies of Uruk, Sorcerer King. <laughs> this is weird because it says Uruk, Sorcerer King, period. And then it says original, period. <laughs> I don't really understand why the word original is there. Um, and it threw me for a loop, which is why there was that long pause of me trying to figure out why that's there and being unable to do so. Uh, this is by Troy Denning, who I think has written, uh, just a sort of a metric shit ton of fantasy in general, uh, uh, including stuff in the dark suns. Uh, I don't know if he was like the originator of the dark sun, uh, but I, or, or if that comes more from the wizards of the coast people. It was a game, uh, a game, uh, uh, setting first and then turned into books or the other way around. I don't know. A professional would know these sort of things, but I am not one. So, uh, rating wise, I think I'd go four with this one. Uh, definitely liked it more than the first one, uh, and, and had some cool, uh, uh, some cool scenes, some cool, uh, uh, abilities, uh, uh, over the course of, I think most of this book, if I do recall, uh, he has, uh, Rikus, that is, has a, 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 a gem sort of embedded in his stomach. Uh, and within that gem is the mind of a, a evil sorcerer thing. Uh, a different evil sorcerer. <laughs> oh boy, two evil sorcerers. Yeah, that's one of the interesting things of this. If you're expecting uh, to, you, you'll definitely notice some differences between Dark Sun, you know, wizards and magic and stuff like that compared to uh, uh, more traditional fantasy, like like your Forgotten Realms and such and Dragonlance. Uh, a lot more uh, things relying on the mind, uh, psychic abilities, things of that nature, uh, and also different types of magic that rely on uh, sort of sucking the life force out of uh, uh, people and plants. Uh, uh, plants, because uh, that sort of explains that Dark Sun for the most part with, you know, probably the odd exception here and here is a very, uh, sort of desert, uh, 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 the, the planet is uh, dying sort of scenario, which adds, uh, extra elements. Actually, uh, that comes up, uh, more, uh, more than once the trying to not necessarily feed, although that comes into play as well, but, uh, water this army, uh, trying to keep them, you know, from dying of thirst, which is, uh, uh <laughs> keeping an entire army, uh, uh, watered, uh, in a desert while also trying to fight your way through God knows what, not easy. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of tension revolving around that. Um, now there is a third, uh, book in this. I, I read the description of it and it kind of doesn't seem like, uh, like maybe I'll read it at some point, but like I, I, I think it's different characters. Yeah. So <clears throat> I decided because I'm not loving these, uh, I am going to uh, move on and have done so from my perspective. Uh, and, and I'm not going to read the third in the series because, uh, I'm not loving them. Uh, I think I will come back to dark sun because as a concept, I really like it. Uh, uh, and maybe I just haven't found the right books in the series necessarily. So I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, audience participation attempt, 
which I haven't done in a long time, uh, because you know, it's never worked. <laughs> uh, if you listening to this have read dark sun novels and have, uh, any that sort of particularly jump out at you that you really love, uh, let me know to uh, any of the ways provided in the closing credits. Why don't you? All right, moving on by pushing a other button. Oh, uh, I should say, uh, just as a little tease and to explain why it might be a while before my next book banter, uh, I moved on to reading The Stand. Uh, since I'm watching the uh, show with the misses, uh, I decided a re 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 read of the book. I don't know actually how many times I've read it. If I had to guess, <clears throat> this would be five maybe. Yeah, that's, that's probably a safe guess. Uh, five plus or minus one. Um, so I decided to read that and it is a, I'm reading the extended edition, which is like almost 1200 pages. So it might be a while before my next, although, uh, interesting just, uh, to sort of give you a, a, a little bit of a, a peek, but the difference between when I'm liking a book and when I'm kind of met on a book, uh, uh, this one, let me see how many pages it was 341 and it took me geez a while to read whereas with the stand the very first night that i read it i read 100 pages like i i couldn't put it down so uh anyways pushing other button now Today's Game Cabin sponsor is Blocks Theory. Like string theory, but with blocks. All right, we're talking Teardown, a sandbox puzzle game. So it says here, uh, it is still in early access, which uh, I decided a while back I was going to try not to buy early access games anymore. Uh, However, this one has a lot of sort of pedigree uh, uh, combined with the facts that I've seen uh, a bunch of people play it and it uh, seemed both stable and fun. And after playing it for uh, quite a while now, I can verify all those things are true. It basically feels like a done game and a very, very fun one. Um, rating wise, I'll just get that out of the way. Geez, do I go five out of five? I'll go very close to five out of five to leave room for, uh, any improvements they might add along the way. Um, because I, I, I assume there's things I could possibly add. Uh, so basically what it is, is, oh, dreaded is, is, uh, you're, you're this guy who's sort of a, sort of feels like down on his luck, sort of, uh, I don't even know what your profession would be. Construction demolition type. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. And you start getting these, uh, uh, jobs that, uh, I think they're building sort of an interconnected story where, uh, the jobs are affecting one another. So for example, you'll go to a, uh, a, a factory warehouse because someone hired you to, uh, chop down, uh, or, or knock down this big pillar, this big, uh, uh, big, big silo that's blocking his view. Uh, so you do that with, you know, uh, explosives, you got your trusty sledgehammer that you start out with blowtorch. Uh, eventually you get bombs. I just got a fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you're sort of progressing, uh, uh, through that. Uh, and then the person 
who had their shit knocked down is like, ah, shit, well, this sucks. Uh, I'm wondering uh, if I could hire you to uh, steal some uh, uh, art uh, and maybe that'll cheer me up. I'm making this up, but this is sort of an example. Uh, And then it turns out that you're stealing the art from the person who uh, had the thing knocked down and uh, things are sort of connected that way where they're all hiring you uh, but don't actually know that you're all working for each other, sort of thing. Uh, the story not too important so much as the gameplay. A bit of a, a, I believe voxel is the term, where everything is sort of made out of uh, little cubes. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it. Uh, uh, I'm working my way through the campaign now. Uh, basically, sort of the 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 the, the main gameplay is trying to set things up in such a way that uh let me give you a sort of a a main example say there's three safes on the map and they're fairly farly fairly farly what the fuck is going on they're fairly spread apart um as soon as you uh, uh, uh break open that safe uh, and steal what's inside, uh, an alarm's going to go off and you have one minute to escape. Um, now you have to sort of run to the other safes. Um, but you probably don't have time to do so and escape in time before you're caught. However, if you break down every single wall between you and (laughs) every other safe using your various demolition tools, um, uh, if if you create ramps, say from, uh, uh, one uh, rooftop to another, uh, if you, uh, uh, explode buildings and get them, uh, out of your way, if you, uh, pick up safes, with uh, cranes, uh, if you bulldoze uh, through buildings to uh, have a clear path to your escape vehicle, uh, then maybe uh, you'll be able to escape in time. And and one really cool thing is um, the amount of times on these, geez, uh, dozen plus missions that I've done so far where I've escaped with literal, like, under 10 seconds to spare has happened fairly often. Like it's very, like I feel very tense, uh, when I'm, uh, uh, to the degree where my fucking shoulders started to hurt, uh, uh, because you're, 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 you're so close. You're so close. Uh, one cool thing too, is you can save at any point and then reload from that point. So if you see that you're, uh, you were really close to escaping, but didn't quite make it because this, uh, this wall was in your way. You can reset, uh, reload, take down that wall and try again from your last save. So it, it's a lot of that, a lot of sort of figuring things out, figuring routes out, uh, and, and just a lot of fun. Uh, highly recommend, uh, best, um, early access game I've, I've certainly played in a while. And I recommend Teardown. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is the Dave Detector. Thank you for that sponsorship. Dave is here. All right, uh, item the first, high and mighty 420 mega sesh. Oh, Mr. Gabrus and the podcast High and Mighty, which uh, I have been enjoying a lot of episodes lately. Um, basically, it's he'll have people over... Uh, over have people over to his podcast uh and these people will pick a topic that they are interested in 
uh, and then they'll just shoot the shit about it. That is a podcast. That is this podcast. Uh, so, uh, that's just a, a, a delight right there. Uh, this one was because 420, at least from my perspective was, uh, not too long ago, uh, uh, was the, uh, that, uh, repl- excuse me, replaced with just a bunch of, uh, funny folks sitting around smoking a lot of pot talking different strains. Uh, also a lot of, <laughs> as will happen in a case like this, a lot of food talk, <laughs> which is not unusual for uh, high and mighty in general, the, uh, the podcast in general. However, this particular episode seemed for some reason, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on why seemed to, uh, uh, focus a little bit more on food than a, a typical episode might. Huh? Interesting. Uh, one is sort of, uh, I mentioned the strain talk, uh, different strains of pot. I don't really know my strains by name necessarily. They, uh, a lot of them seem to like, uh, one would mention them one and then uh, others would be, there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I don't really know. I just go for a sort of a, well, the one I've bought most recently is called balance. Uh, and just because, uh, I have through some experimentation discovered that, uh, a sort of 50, 50 CBD THC is, uh, the best bet for, uh, for my particular needs, which are, uh, helping to sleep. Uh, yeah. So there's my, uh, uh 420 mega sesh, uh, recommendation. Uh, moving on to Casim G on G4. Ch- didn't I talk about this before uh, or something similar? Uh, may have. Uh, however, uh, now that it's official and Casim G is an official uh, G4 uh, host, uh, I thought I'd bring it back and talk about it because that's too sort of uh, old nostalgic uh, back in the day loves that I have had G4 and Casim G have in the year 2021 uh, come together and uh, I've only seen uh, uh, one official video post his uh, announcing of becoming a host. And I was a little worried because uh, the potential exists that his humor, uh, at least his humor of the past, that was a little more risque, perhaps, uh, would be toned down and, and, and not as fun. But uh, after watching one of the videos called uh, Among Us is, is Dead, uh, I, I got to say... He, he still has it. He still has it. Kasim G, uh, uh, still, uh, uh, sort of subverting expectations, uh, comedically, uh, to a goddamn delight of myself. Uh, one thing I think and hope and so far has seen evidence of when it comes to G4 is although they've hired some, uh, uh, new younger folks to hopefully get in that younger crowd, you still have Sessler and now you have Kasim G who are closer to my own age to give you some of that, uh, uh nostalgic, uh, cranky old man <laughs> factor, which I fucking love. Uh, it's just a delight. And, and, and the other thing, these are, Cranky old man is, is not, you know, comedically accurate, but not a hundred percent accurate because these are, uh, uh, two dudes who, uh, are, you know, like pediatric pulmonologists in that they have their fingers on the pulse of the youth of today. Wow. That sounded pretty good. Uh, so, uh, I look forward to seeing more of that. Uh, uh it, w- another thing I've liked seeing of Kasim G and, uh, Adam Sessler is a, a seemingly, uh, immediate mutual respect and admiration of one another for a sort of going back, which I, I very much enjoy. All right. Uh, moving on to, oh yeah. Uh, I just wanted to throw this in at the end. 
with Critical Role sort of seemingly, seemingly, who knows, uh, nearing the end of its uh, season two, uh, I, I just wanted to throw in some predictions. Now, I, I will say I wrote this Critical Role predictions uh, uh, last minute and have no notes about it. This is 100% off the dome. Uh, so, uh, from my perspective right now, they have just, um, what have they just done? They've just finished a fight with those two sex gorilla things. Uh, not actual sex gorilla, but gorilla, a uh, uh, giant gorilla thing and, and the things with the eyeballs on their tails, those, those things. So, uh, uh, they're just about to have a long rest. Okay. So, uh, prediction from there is, uh, you know, another episode or two getting through towards wherever these, uh, threshold crests sort of, uh, link up. Uh, and then, uh, uh, we're, we're going to have Cree die at some point. Yeah. I'm pr 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 predicting his death. And also, you know what? I think we have to have at least one of the main cast die. Yeah, man, that would be fucked up if that happened. Uh, f like, yeah, that would just be fucked up if that if that happened this close to the the, the seeming end. I I, I think, uh, uh, shit, what the hell? I'm so bad with names. I'm, I'm amazing that I uh, remembered Cree. Uh, Lucian, I think Lucian will uh, complete his task, and they end up in wherever the astral sea is. Uh, and then maybe that's where the sort of final session, possible sessions take place with uh, trying to stop that. And then final session, you know, getting home and wrapping everything up. Hmm. Yeah, that's impossible. Again, total guessing and quite easily going to be um, mistaken. Excuse me, folks, we did it. I suppose. Whatever it is, it has been done. 572. <sighs> uh, I guess that leaves one final thing to say, which is always nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.